on our visitors this morning to Victory World Outreach. I'm going to minister this morning. Our pastor, Pastor Blake, is in Mesa, Arizona, ministering the word this morning. Uh, he preached a revival this weekend, and God is doing great things there. Amen? Hallelujah. So continue to lift up Pastor Blake. Uh, through this time, he'll be back with us this week, but um, just continue to pray for him for today. I believe it's two hours earlier there, so he hasn't preached yet this morning. But uh, let's just uh, continue to pray for our pastor. Amen. Uh, what a privilege it is for me to minister the Word of God. I just love to preach. I love to share what God puts in my heart. And I, I pray that God has this word for you today. I've kind of lost my voice already, but just giving you a little forewarning that it might go. Hallelujah. Amen. But that's okay. I'm going to keep going anyways. Amen. And I'll try to stay calm, but I can't promise anything. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'm going to minister a word, and you can title this message, The Decision. Amen. How many know that every day, every moment of our waking hours, we are making decisions? Amen. Some of you, even in your sleep, you're making decisions. Some like myself. Amen. And uh, let's turn in the Bible this morning to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23 through 27. I don't hear any pages turning, so I believe you might have a uh, phone or tablet or something in front of you there. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, it says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child. And I'm reading a different translation, I believe. Uh, is that right? No, that is correct. I got the same translation. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. You know, here we read a story of a man who was in a place in his life where he had to make a major decision. And what a powerful illustration that we have through this scripture this morning to understand that you and I need to make better decisions and good decisions every single day of our life. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, we ask, Lord, those that are online, God, those that are here in the sanctuary this morning, God, that you would bless each and every one of us today, God. Use me today, Lord, to minister your word, God. Use me as an oracle of the Holy Spirit, God, to, Lord, touch the need where it's supposed to be touched, Father. We thank you for what you're doing in this service today, God. Thank you for what you're about to do, and we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, amen. amen. And we all said a bigger amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I thought for a moment there during the offering song that we were all going to start dancing in this place. Amen. I'll tell you what, what a wonderful presence of God in this place. This morning, our worship service, uh, we'd just like to say thank you to all of our musicians and all the labor that goes into that. I'll tell you what, the presence of God is in this place today. Amen. amen. We have no excuse to leave this place the way we walked in today. Amen. Glory to God. I found a story of a reporter. He was investigating this, this uh, citrus industry in Florida. He went into this little shed where he saw a man who was sorting oranges. 
And as the oranges came tumbling down the conveyor belt, the man went to work putting the large oranges into the large holes, and he began putting the small oranges into the small, orange, small holes. And then he was taking the bruised and beat up oranges, and he was putting them into another hole. And the reporter watched this man perform his incredibly boring job until he couldn't stand it any longer. And finally he asked the young man, doesn't it get to you what you're doing? I mean, how can you stand uh, putting those oranges into those holes all day long? And the man replied to him, he said, and you don't even know the half of it. He says, from the time I come in until the time I leave, it is all about decisions, decisions, decisions. Wouldn't that be amazing if we took every one of our decisions and they were as important as even this man made this decision to be? I mean, here he's just putting oranges in the right holes and categorizing these oranges uh, and putting them uh, into the right place. See, this man with the oranges, he's illustrating an important point to us this morning that life is made up of many decisions. We're going to make some very important decisions. Some of you have already made very important decisions in your life. And if those, some of those decisions have taken you down the wrong path. Some decisions, uh, we are on the right path and we are letting God lead us and direct us and guide us into the right direction where we're supposed to go. Amen? Some of these decisions we're making, they're small. Some of the decisions, they're big. But God uh, is doing something throughout uh, the decisions that we are making. Amen? From beginning to end, whether you like to believe it or not, from yesterday to today to tomorrow, all you're going to make some major decisions in your life. And I want to talk about decisions if you haven't noticed by now. Amen? I want to talk about decisions. Now, I know over on this side of the church, you've all made great decisions this year. So I'm not even talking to you. I'll just talk to this little tiny section right here. And the rest of you are exempt. Amen? You all make great, great decisions. Is that right? So I think that all of us are guilty of making decisions that have not been the greatest decisions at times. You see, the Christian life today is all about making good decisions. And just like farming, we need to understand that a farmer, uh, any good farmer knows that he has to make a good decision. He has to choose the right ground if he's going to produce a good crop. He's going to have to choose uh, uh, the, the, the right uh, timing. and He's going to have to choose the right seed and the right fertilizer that he's using and the right help, uh, the right workers. Uh, all of these things make a very big difference. He's going to have to choose the right equipment. And then another thing that he's going to have to try to choose is the right weather. But how many know that the weather we have no control over? Only God knows, uh, and, and the world calls him Mother Nature, but I say God, only and only God has control over the weather. So one of the things we have to understand is even though we're making decisions today, God is also in our lives, uh, and he is helping us to be our helpmate to make a better decision. You and I both need that help today. See, if you and I are going to do uh, good in our Christian life, then we, are going to, uh, we must make a series of right decisions decisions. And this morning, uh, I, I want to look at one of the best uh, decisions that has ever been made in, in, in biblical history. And a man who made a series of right choices. My first point I want to talk about this morning is the critical crossroads in life. 
There are very critical crossroads in life. Raising children, we like to say that at 12 years old uh, is the most crucial, critical time of that young man or young woman's life. It doesn't mean that the younger years don't matter or the elder years don't matter, but it means that at 12 years old, that is the most crucial time of that child's life. They are changing. God is, is raising them up and they're adaptable and, and they can be influenced in good ways or bad ways. But that age is a very important age, amen? Someone said that the Bible is one long sermon on choosing, making choices. All throughout the Bible, we read stories where men and women have had to make either a good choice or a bad choice, amen? One of the things I think we fail to realize as men and women of God is that, that we have the power to take or we have the power to choose good or evil, amen? You have the power to take evil. You have the power to choose evil. You have the power to take good. Or you have the power to choose good. And see, God gives us a plan. He helps us to understand things. And Moses is one that we can understand when he went to the mountain with God. And God was able to use him and, and to do amazing things through him. But there's where God's law was put into place. And God's law was not just for those in biblical times, uh, but those laws were set in stone for you and I today to live by. Those Ten Commandments were very important, amen? See, God has given us the privilege and the responsibility to choose the paths of life. He gave you the choice, the responsibility. But the ones that we want to walk in, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this this day. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed shall live. You know, one thing I think we fail to realize as Christians is, 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 is the consequence of our sin does not just fall on us. But the consequence of our sin and our choice and our decision today will fall on our children and our children's children. Just like an inheritance, just like a blessing, there's also a curse that goes along with that. Not, not goes along with it, but it's the opposite of the blessing. So we can either be blessed by God, we can choose to walk in God and be blessed, or we can choose not to walk in God and be cursed in our lives. And there are some people that say, I don't have to go to church to be saved. I can worship God right here in my own house. You sure can. Just because you park in a, in a, if you walk into a garage, doesn't make you a car. I get it, amen. I was born tonight, but it wasn't last night. So I understand these things, amen. But I will tell you this, God will, 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 will cause circumstances, allow circumstances in our lives to see who we are. To see what types of choices and decisions we're making, amen. So from day to day, From the, from the day a person is born into this world, he or she is faced with a constant series of choices. Since the day you were born, since the day I was born, we are faced with major decisions. It even seems that life is an exercise in choosing so many choices and decisions to make in our lives. You ever been in a real tight pickle and you're just wondering, how in the world am I going to get through this? 
how can I make this decision? I have to make it right now. I will tell you one thing. My wife and I, we've always stood on the grounds uh, that if somebody says, uh, today is the final day. If you don't buy it now, you won't get this price ever again. How many times have you ever heard that sales pitch? You know, in our business, we don't tell people that. You know, if you don't do it right now, you're not going to get it. Because, you know, if that was me, I would say, you know what, then go ahead and give it to the next guy. I'll wait till something else comes up for me because it'll be God's perfect timing for me. But see, so many times we want it right now. We, we can't handle waiting for something that, that we think we need or want right now. It's like this morning I told the story about my wife. I, I was, it was coming up on her birthday and I went out and I bought her a brand new car. And I went and got her a, a, a Sequoia, a big old nice Toyota Sequoia, and I brought it home and I parked it in the driveway of the house, put a big old red bow on top of it, and she, I took her over to the window and I said, look out there and, and look what I got you. And she looked out there and saw this beautiful car and she loved it. She lit up like a, like a candle. She was so excited. And you know, you know, those cars aren't cheap. They're, they're, let's just say they're over $50,000. And, and, and I, I, I bought this car and I, I'm all happy and I'm excited to give it to her. And she was excited to receive it. But 30 days later, there came a payment in the mail. And she was like, oh my goodness, what in the world did you do? You know, those of you that have a car payment, you know, they go anywhere from about $500 to about $1,200 a month. And you say, $1,200? There are people in this place right now that are paying close to $1,200 a month just to drive a vehicle. Insurance, vehicle payment, you name it. You put all the pieces to the puzzle together. It's very expensive. So that one decision that I made for my wife that day, you know, because I'm going to get my wife something, she's going to be in love with me. It's going to be wonderful. She's just going to think I'm the greatest husband in the whole wide world. 30 days go by. Oh, I was okay of a husband. Oh, this is a pretty nice car. She loves driving it. She looked good in that car, loading the kids up and putting the dogs in there. It was good. Second month came by, and her attitude began to change. Now it was when she was telling me, I love you. It's like, I love you. I love you, hon. The third month comes by, and it's like, I love you. Go to work. Fourth month comes by, take this car. She added a couple syllables in there. They weren't cuss words, so don't worry about that. And she says, take this car back to the dealership and get rid of it. And I don't care what you bring me back. And I knew she did not want a, a, a Dodge Caravan, but guess what? I came back with a Dodge Caravan. <laughs> and she was the happiest person you've ever seen in your whole life. She says, you get back to that dealership. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because how many know that if mama ain't, then ain't nobody? Amen. Only a few of you have gotten that by now. You would think all the men would have been up there. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Because we know the truth, don't we? And the bottom line was, is I made a choice that not only affected her or me, but it affected our entire family. And you know that for five years I had to carry a loan on a Dodge Caravan that we didn't even want to drive? And she kept saying, ha ha, go make more money so you can pay it off. Go make more money so you can pay it off. Go make more money so you can pay it off. And you know, after a while, a husband doesn't want to hear that anymore. So finally, we, go, we went and made some money and we went and paid it off. And we upgraded to a Volkswagen Beetle. Hallelujah, amen. I'm just kidding. That is an upgrade, by the way. Hallelujah. So the decisions that we make, they're going to either bring victory or they're going to bring a defeat in your life. 
Amen? How many can be honest in this place and say, you've made some decisions that have brought some defeat in your life? Three honest people. Thank you, brother. Amen? I'm talking about defeat. Where it puts you down on the ground, where you feel low as low can go. Amen? Where there's just no hope until God brings you back out. You see, Esau, he had a choice. This is what happened. Esau, this man had a choice about his birthright. We know this story. Abraham, on the other, on another hand, uh, Abraham on whether he would do the will of God or not. He had a choice to make. All throughout the Bible, we can go through Bible stories. There's tons of them where we can just go through them. Adam and Eve, we know about that decision. We know about a bunch of them in the Bible, amen? The problem that we have is we like to choose the easy way. We want things to work out on our behalf. The easy way is very enticing. Amen? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll just tell you this. Instead of just going over and, you know, we think we can kill a fly by just walking up to them and just catching them. Right? You kids looking at me like I'm a mule in a new gate. You ever tried to catch a fly by your, with your fingers? Eric, if you was going to say no, I was going to come wrestle you. <laughs> Anybody ever tried to catch a fly? With, is, am I the only one that's ever tried to catch a fly with his fingers? Amen. You saw the movie. Okay, good. I've never seen the movie. But anyways, so we always want to do things the easy way. We always think we have a different way. We have a different plan. Oh, my way's better. Oh, no, no. Let me tell you something. God has already designed the plan for your life today. And all you're supposed to do is walk in God's plan. You're supposed to walk in his plan. You say, well, how do I get there? You need to make wise decisions in your life. You need to make wise decisions like these men in the Bible who made good, strong decisions. Uh, even though they were tired sitting on the boat with Jesus, they sat up and they listened. Uh, Friday mornings in, in discipleship with pastor, you men are there and you are, you are listening and you are, you are observing uh, and you are retaining uh, the fruit uh, and God is building you up. Men and women, when you fellowship, you are getting uh, information in God's word in your life. Amen. These life groups we do, these classes that we do, they're not just in vain. We do these things for a reason. Because we are ministering and we are speaking into people's lives. You see, we want God's blessings, but we want all his blessings the easy way. We want to be used by God, but we don't want it to be an inconvenience. We want to be used by God but we don't want it to be time-consuming. Oh, no, this class, 4 o'clock on Sunday? Oh, my goodness. That's going to be time-consuming. That's, that's just too much going on. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. That's gonna, that, that crimps my style. Amen? 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to be lying before the Lord. But there is a time in your life where you're going to have to make a sacrifice. Amen? The other night, my wife, she's been talking about, she got a new horse trailer, and she's got her horse, and she's got all these new toys, and she's just been talking and talking and talking about a horse and a horse and a horse and a horse. Baby, I love your horse, I promise. I just don't know how to love him, that's all. So I'm dead be tired, and I'm working hard this day, and I'm, and I'm man, I'm just, and she, she calls us in the day, and she, she calls me and the boys, and she's like, one of the bales needs to be moved over for the horse, and you know, you know, she's not out there pushing the bales of hay out there. 
It's not that she can't do it, she just don't want to do it. If you hit that bell as hard as you hit me, baby, you could move that thing, I promise. I'm just kidding. So she calls us up and she says, I, I will need you guys to go out and move the bell today. And one of us will answer maybe three or four hours later, you know. So at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to meet Braden. Landon already got, gone home for the day, and he's lying before the Lord, I'm sure, passed out. And, and so Braden and I are going to meet over there. Carson comes over and helps us. And I, I, I call her up, and I say, well, okay, we'll go to the horse, and uh, I'll teach you how to set up the trailer, and I'll, I'll teach you all these things and, and, and show you to do it so you can do it yourself because she wants to be able to go by herself. But, you know, sometimes you need to learn how to do it. Set up the hitch and put, put the wires on and get the horse loaded up. And So for me, I made a decision. You know what? I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to help her. But at the same time, I'm going to go. And I promise you, I'm not saying this to lift myself up. Because my wife will tell you that I do a lot of this for her because I care about my wife. Amen? I want a healthy marriage. And when you want a healthy marriage, you do things for your wife. You do things for your husband. And man, you go out of your comfort zone. Some of you are laughing like, what? really? Tell me some more about that. Some of you are like, really? Is that how it's supposed to be? Well, yeah, it is. And I'll tell you, we'll do a marriage class here soon. Amen? And I go over there, and we go together, and we, we did the hay thing. And, and uh, I go out there, and we're setting up the hitch, and she's just loving life, man. I say, baby, you got these sway bars. You have to bend it hard, and you got to pull it up there and start doing all. She goes, whew, I don't know if I could do this. I says, well, I can go with you the first few times, and we got in that trailer, and we just, we got in the truck, loaded it all up, and she was driving the trailer for the first time. I took her up on I-35, went up north, and she's like, oh, I can't do this. I said, baby, you got to speed up. You can't drive like me, like I normally drive. You got to get going. And so she gets on the road, but you know what I'm trying to say this morning is there's sometimes where you have to make some decisions, even though it's not in your comfort zone. You're going to have to change some things up in your, in your comfort. You're going to have to go outside of your, your normal routine of life just so you can be a blessing to somebody else. You see, I can't go through life just being selfish. I can't go through life just wondering, you know, if everything's going to be all right if I have nothing to do with the all right part. Because to be honest with you, there's a lot of Christians in this world today that they think that just because I'm doing right and I'm living right, that everything's just going to be all right. But I got news for you today. It doesn't happen that way. We need to understand that there's a decision process in the middle of this. Our kids don't have a choice to come to church or not. We tell our kids we're going to church. Matter of fact, I told them when they were born they're going to church and I haven't had to tell them again since. And nor am I going to tell them again since. You say, well, you're pretty mean. You better believe it I'm mean. You're going to church. I tell my kids you was born on drugs. They said, really? I said, yeah, we drug you to church all your life. <laughs> you're not going to tell me I don't feel good today. I'm not going to church. No, you're, going to, you're, you're getting up and you're going to church. Even Landon, as big as he is, we've had to pick him up and take him to church. But it's much easier for mama to pick him up and whoop, him, whoop his backside to get him to church than it is for me. But I'm talking about making wise and right decisions. You see, we can't blame the world for why things are not working out on my behalf. I could sit back. If you knew who you were looking at this morning and the testimony that I have, some of you don't even know anything that I've been through in my whole life. It just looks like I've just been a normal, somewhat ugly, chubby guy all my life. 
But I got news for you. I have been through some trials and some tribulations. And when I talk about those things, I do understand a lot about what I'm talking about. I know the goodness of God. I have seen what God has done in my life. I have experienced a true touch from God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not just up here preaching the Bible because I went to some cemetery school and learned how to preach because I didn't do that. Amen. We carry the credentials of the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. And we are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Man, I almost got away from my notes for a minute there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Make good decisions. God will help you. He will restore. He will help you get through it. Amen? So the enemy of our soul, it comes to us with the lure of the easy way. The devil says, oh, just come on this way. It's a little bit easier over here. It's not so bad if you go this way. Or you know what? You can just come on over here and have a good time. And nobody knows because of circumstances in your life. They know you're going through something. They know you're weak. They know that you're going to be sad. They know that you're a little bit down right now. And so don't worry. You could get away with it here. Isn't that what the way the devil is? And then all of a sudden, all these cool cats come into your life. Man, they got the drugs. They got the alcohol. They got everything that you ever had when you were in the world. And now all of a sudden, here you're trying to serve God. You're trying to make right decisions. And you're right in the middle of this mud hole. It's a pile of, it's a, it's a pile of, 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 of horsey do. Amen? And you're sitting in it and you're wondering, how in the world am I going to get out of this? Just like Jesus, when Jesus uh, is, is, is uh, he's in his temptation on the mountain and Satan, he comes and he says to him, bow down and worship me. Here, Jesus, almighty Jesus, the one who died for your sin and mine. He's at his lowest point. He's being tempted. He's being tormented. And here comes this little slew foot devil coming in here like he's got power, like he has authority. And he says, just bow down to those awesome gods bow down and and just do it and be over with and be done you know how easy it would have been for jesus to just bow down well yeah of course we know how easy it is because we do it all the time see jesus wouldn't do it but you and i we bow down to our little problems we bow down to that little slipping spirit that comes in in the middle of the night and says oh you can get away with this or you can get away with that or nobody's home or nobody sees you it's like Pastor was talking about the other night when he said he walked out of the store and looked at his receipt when he got out to the car and realized he didn't pay for one of the chairs he bought. It's pretty amazing. That's why, because Pastor went back into that place and paid for his chair, that's the reason he finds his wallet when he loses his wallet. He told a story in a conference years ago how he had lost his wallet and it, found, it just showed up. I don't even remember the whole story, but I just know that there's favor of God in there. I just know that when you do the right thing, God will show up. Hallelujah. Amen. I, there was a lady in our church in Phoenix. You know her. She comes here and visits once in a while. Sister Lisa Johnson. She says, Pastor, God will show up. And I say, well, praise the Lord. Say it again. She says, God will show up. And woo, man, give me one to shout. I'm going to tell you something. We need a little bit more soul in our life. Amen. We need a little more Holy Ghost in our life. We all dignified people, brown and white, trying to be somebody. Listen, we all God's children. We need to start dancing and shouting. We need to start getting a hold of God. When I ask you, did you bring your shouting shoes? This back corner back here, I love asking them people back there. Did you bring your shouting shoes today? 
I, th I think I ask that question back there somewhere every single Sunday, every service. Elena, I ask you, probably ask you that every time I see you. You got your shouting shoes? I think it's her. One of them back there, I'm always asking. Joanna? Well, I know Joanna got them on. I'm going to get Joanna dancing one of these days in this church. Hallelujah, amen. We're going to have to make some good decisions. Aren't you tired of just being down and out? Aren't you tired of getting run over? Aren't you tired of getting beat up? Aren't you tired of looking at yourself in the mirror and wondering, when am I ever going to come out of this situation that I'm in? See, we need to understand the devil, he's real, man. He's real. If he can tempt Jesus, thank God that Jesus had the strength. Praise God. The other problem that we have is we like, we like to make our choices based on our feelings. On what feels good. Amen? Huh, this is going to benefit me. I'll be all right. I'll just repent later. See, the decision that we make will either bring victory or it's going to bring defeat. Number two, the choice of Moses, he rejected the world's pre prestige. He rejected it. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, he could have lived a life. He was at the top of the world. He was Pharaoh's daughter's. He was related to her. Amen? My, listen to me, my father-in-law, I'm, I'm proud to be related to him. <laughs> I don't know where some of you stand with your father-in-law, but I'm going to tell you something. My father-in-law, I'm proud of my father-in-law. I want to be just like him. Matter of fact, when I'm around him, I am just like him. Amen. I want to preach like him. I want to act like him. I even want to look like him. Hallelujah. I don't care. I just want to do what he does because there's a, there's a, it's contagious. He's got a fire down in his soul. I'm telling you what, you can't go nowhere with him without getting in a fight with somebody. A good fight. He's fighting the Democrats. He's fighting the Republicans. He's fighting this one. He's fighting that one. He want to ask you, you know, what, what, what lifestyle are you living? We're not afraid to confront sin. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not confronting. We're not, we don't hate people. We hate the sin. Ruth, how many years have you heard that preached in the church over there in Colorado Springs? Amen? We don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. And whatever it takes to confront the sin, you better believe it. We're going to do it. Hallelujah. If I got to ask questions, if I got to find out if it's a man or a woman, I'm going to ask it to, because I'm going to preach the word. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell them the truth with love. Listen to me. I don't look down on anybody that's bound in sin. I'm not looking at you and acting like I'm greater than, 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 than he and, and you're nobody. No, no, no. I'm preaching the word of God. I'm bringing the love of Christ and I'm going to share it with you. And hopefully God can change that person's life. That's what God's called us to do. Amen? I don't look down on people. I love people with my whole heart. You see, he gave up a position that all of us, would give anything to attain. We dream and we fantasize about fame and glory. We love to feel important. You know, when I walk with my father-in-law and I'm, I'm, they're watching this, I don't care. I feel important when I'm with him. I put my chest out. 
somebody gets in his face, it's over. <laughs> it's just the way it is. That's my pastor. I mean, you know what? We're doing the same for our pastor here. You know, this, this is our pastor. I'm proud to be a part of this team. I'm proud to be in your, in your life, in your presence. I'm proud to be here and to encourage you. And, and I'll be honest with you, if I give you counsel and you don't listen to me, I'm not going to give you much more counsel. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm going to come and I'm going to get you hard and I'm going to, get, I'm going to deal with you and I'm going to boom, I'm going to, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to boom, hit you with a firecracker. And if you want to make it, I'll sit there and I'll hold your hand through it. And we'll make it. My wife and I, Pastor and Carla, they will help you. We will, we will encourage you and strengthen you. But when you say, I don't need nobody's help. I can do this my way. I'm 47 years old. I can do what I want to do. I had a guy tell me one time, I'm 47. How am I going to ever change? I said, you're not. He said, then why am I here? I said, ask yourself that question. Why are you here? I'm here because I want to change. I'm here because I need God to do something in me. I need God to deliver me. See, he rejected the world's pleasures. For the sake of time this morning, you can go back through and read our text, the scriptures in the text. Verse 25, 26, and 27. We don't have to put them up this morning. I already read it, and you can go back and read it over again. I got news for you, though. The pleasures of sin, they're very short-lived. And sin isn't just going out and getting drunk. Sin is a bad attitude. Sin is being rebellious. Sin is mocking. Sin is hurting people. I mean, we could drop it down to our level, can't we? I know we're not out murdering anybody right here in this church. In our physical. But in our hearts, in our minds, is there anybody that we don't want to be around? You know, I got news for you. I have to reject the world's possessions. Here Moses lived in this palace. Compare this palace. We think of a palace and we're like, wow, amazing. But think of what God has for us in heaven. Here he, I mean, here he's in this palace and we have so much more in God. We have to make better decisions in our lives. The third point, if you're making notes, just write this down. The revelation of life. See, Moses got a revelation of eternity. And he realized that life is only temporary. It's temporary. We're just cutting corners in this life right here, trying to get through. saw life with an eternal perspective. There was a man, if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed, there was a man by the name of Jonathan Edwards. 
he preached one of the greatest sermons ever. The title of that sermon was Sinners in the, in the Hands. He was asked one day the secret of his success and he said, it was a prayer that I pray every single day. And they asked him a question. They said, well, what is that prayer? And Edward says, every day I pray, he said, I say, oh God, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Can you see past today? Can you look beyond where you're at right now in your walk with God? Ask yourself today. I actually want to challenge you mentally. Stamp eternity on the inside of your eyeballs. Where are you going to spend heaven or spend eternity? In heaven or hell? You see, some of us are making decisions today. Not just today, but yesterday and tomorrow. And those decisions we know now will affect our future, our future's future, and our future's future's future. And I want to ask you a very simple question today. Are the decisions that you're making, are they getting you closer to God? Or the decisions you're making today, are they being lured by the enemy? Is the devil putting his hand into your situations. You say, well, I've messed up already. It's too late. If that was the case, then there would be no hope for any of us today. You see, de decisions that we make, they determine our destiny. Not just who you are today, but who you will become tomorrow. You see, the moment that we are taken out of the hands of God and the moment that we open up the hand and release that bird, what we're doing is we're saying, welcome to the real world. And I have no idea why I'm saying this. But I do know for a fact that God is in the miracle working business. And there are some decisions that are being made in this place today that might not be the right decision. Before I go any further with this this morning, I want to make a call. You're here today, you say, Pastor, I am not right with God. I'm away from the Lord. I have made some decisions that have taken me down the wide and, and, and that wide path of destruction. I'm away from God. I've got sin in my life. I, I'm just a good old sinner. I, I need to get back where I need to be. If that is you in this place, I want you just to lift your hand up, put it up, and put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. You say, Pastor, please pray for me. I'm a good old sinner. Praise God. Praise God. How many more all over this place? You say, I need Jesus. I need a Savior today. I've tried this my way for many years. I've tried this. I've been in and out and trying to make things happen my way. But I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I see these hands. 
you could all stand to your feet this morning. I want to pray this prayer. If you lifted your hand, I want you to come down to this altar. I want you to come down. Don't be shy. Yeah. Stand right here. just lift your voice and let's pray. Say, Father, I ask you to come into my life to be my personal Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me a brand new person. I ask you to change me. I ask you to set me free from all bondage of sin. I take authority in the name of Jesus over every stronghold that would come against me. Every demonic thought that would come against me. I take authority over it right now. In the name of Jesus. I am saved. I am a child of God. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father God. You're worthy, Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you all to stay right here for just a second. And I know there was some that prayed online.